Back with another episode, Don't Leave to Judges Podcast. Back here with my main man, Patty. Broken skull, Patty. Yay, what's going on, Samurai? This is the one, three, four, five, and top 10 MMA podcast in the world. And I recently saw that Yo MMA Raps actually decided to start labeling their podcast episodes after the actual event. So they literally just put out an episode and called it UFC London. Thank God. But anyways, they had Vince Michelle on recently. You know, the dude that's got the crazy mustache, mm-hmm. looks like a fighter, like yeah. Dan Severn from 15 years ago. Pickle. We'll still they had, call him Pickle. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Uh, he was on their, I don't know, two episodes ago or some shit. Like, I don't watch the podcast. I just see the clips because I'm subscribed to the channel. And the clip that they decided to put out from that episode was Vince Bichelle talking about Trump or some shit, talking about Biden. You're like, guys, you're missing your mark. You're overshooting. Like, oh, we talk MMA, but also if you want to hear some politics and some like fucking corny shit, man. Uh, but we do have some MMA news, which is kind of annoying. And I said MMA really strange there. Uh, Masvidal, man, I want to start this. Uh, we, a lot of the MMA fans that listen to this show, uh, shout out to JoJo allegedly as well. This is the guy I told you about that I watch his YouTube channel and gives me a lot of this news. I left a comment and made a joke about Chael Sonnen and his fight against 11 guys. And I was like, wow, that's the most strikes Chael Sonnen has thrown in his entire fight career was when he fought those 11 guys. He actually punched <laughs> yeah. them and kicked them and shit. <laughs> Whereas in his actual UFC career, you're like, the man's on the ground 99% of the time. Mm. Anyways, I want to start the Masvidal Covington thing because somebody who we all enjoy wanted to put their two cents in. And it's Nate Diaz. <laughs> Nate Diaz went to say that, hey, Colby Covington beat your ass in the octagon. The only response that you could have to that is, Nate, everyone has beat your ass in the octagon. <laughs> I have never once seen him come out of there unscathed. Maybe that triangle when he flipped off the cameras, but that's about it. Outside of that, it's, he's, it's a fucking dogfight. What is he talking about? And go. also, the fact that he, he thinks that... The fact that certain MMA YouTube channels will use Nate Diaz as the news. They're like, guys, that's the last... Nobody cares about that anymore. Nobody thinks Nate Diaz is going to be a champion. The dude's at the end of his career. He's not doing well in his recent fights. Why are we still taking fucking quotes from him? It was no different than them getting quotes from Misha Tate, and she wasn't even a part of the UFC. Not at all. She was a part of a completely different MMA organization. And they're like, what does she think about, you know, uh, Henry Cejudo, TJ Dillashaw? Oh, who gives a fuck? Just ask anybody. Go ask Brock Lesnar then. Okay? So- because if they're willing to... T- take these people's opinions just because they were ex-MMA fighters, they're not a part of the UFC whatsoever, then our predictions and shit are just as valid. I just don't work for the UFC. It's the same thing. Uh, But Masvidal, I guess he attacks Colby Covington outside of this restaurant, which is the cheesiest thing. And I I have two things to say about this. There's two different opinions, of course, where it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, man, what the fuck? You don't look cool doing that shit. It's not cool in any form especially because you're a professional fighter, it's that much more embarrassing. And it always goes back to kind of how we started this podcast and the feelings I've always had about these guys as not being actual professional athletes. That title doesn't, doesn't matter to these dudes that are professional fighters because 10 months before they became a professional fighter, they were fucking stocking shelves at fucking, you know, Costco. That's it. They're not, they weren't trained their entire life. Not a lot of these fighters, maybe Luke Rockhold, right? <laughs> Uh, achieve, believe, whatever that fucking corny son of a bitch. Um, 
there are guys like Anderson Silva and such that are fully invested in this. Bryce Mitchell even could make an exception and be like, this dude is invested in MMA as it, since he was a kid. Tom Aspinall, same thing. But there are guys, even Conor McGregor is one of them, where it's like, no, he was just a regular fucking asshole who was training to fight and got found. He wasn't, he, he, his mental wasn't prepared to be in this star, you know, this light where people are like, are constantly critiquing him and seeing him everywhere. And he's got to be an inspiration, positive and all this shit. They're not trained the same way that Michael Jordan was. Okay. Or Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's a psychopath, right? But we've seen him conduct himself in interviews very well. He's not fighting men in the streets. Okay. <laughs> Not at least not to the to the level where, where it's like Mike Tyson was such a big name within boxing where it's like if even if he did attack somebody that's huge news even if he yelled at somebody whereas you have multiple different fighters in the UFC in different weight classes that have attacked other fighters in the streets they've attacked fucking civilians in the streets they've gotten drunk at bars these are not professional athletes guys they're fucking animals that's it so if you can have there's two ways to go about this where it's like it's so cheap for Masvidal to do that. Absolutely. But then when you find out that he did it because Covington crossed the line and talked about his children, I'm fine with it. Beat the fuck out of him. Stomp his head in in the streets because that shit isn't cool. No matter how fucking how much it leans into your fake personality, Colby, that shit isn't cool. No real men except when somebody talks about their motherfucking kids. And believe me, Sam, you know, I'm not one of them. You talk about the kids, you get fucking fucked up, period, period. And, it, and it's SOS, man. Smash on site, wherever the fuck Smash you are, you get crushed because no one forgets that shit. You disrespect to somebody that has nothing to fucking do with this. Just because they're my kids, you think it's okay to lump them into our battle has nothing to do. What the, that's fucked up. So I give props to Masvidal. I hope Colby doesn't ever get his teeth back. Damn, it's fucking hot take right off the gate, right out of the gate. So, <laughs> so dude, all I'm going to say really is if you tax someone in a street, and then you plan on pleading not guilty. Don't go putting the shit all over Twitter about how the streets are yours. You fucking... I can't wait to see the video. I fucking got his ass. That might, might not be such a bright idea. No, it's... it's. He also put on a hoodie and he had on a COVID mask yeah. and all this shit. He was trying to be inconsistent. It's the only time and that motherfucker's up. worn a COVID mask. I can tell you that now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did live in Florida, so... Uh, <laughs> I do... Like I said, there is a level where you're like, it's, it's not necessary. Set up another fight. Fucking quit the organization. I don't know. There is other ways. What did he say? What did he say? I didn't. I, I don't think either one thing that he said about his kid. But the fact that he know that kids and Jorge didn't fight it, but it didn't inspire him in the fucking octagon. It's, you know what I mean? There's yeah, two but, roads yeah, to yeah, take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, did he really say anything about his kids? I don't know. The only we thing I can find out is that he called him a deadbeat dad. Which, you know, I don't know. I don't have anything, any personal fucking insight into this. But uh, you have Khabib all over the fucking place. Ah, we should blacklist Kobe Covington. No one except the fight with him. Blah, blah, blah. Now, you know, if you want to say, okay, don't accept the fight with this guy. He talks about people's kids. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking, dude, this only come about because of this thing that happened. This is why I'm calling a little bit of bullshit on this because no one's like Colby. That's kind of his. That's kind of his character. He's he's he's, he's an asshole. He's a fucking a dick. He's a tyrant. And, a tyrant. And he might have said something about the guy's kids. I don't fucking know. But you didn't hear a thing about it. 
like you said, fight night. He didn't fucking come out there pumped up, mask. Dude, now you would. Oh, now oh, it's well, because he said something about my kid. You think that they continue to jaw at each other after the fight? Oh, I'm sure. Probably did. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> this could have been took place after Colby beat fucking more shit. You know what I mean? Like we don't know. But also, George is a known street. He came up fighting in the steep. Got paid money to do. And, you know, let, the, let's just say you, you're correct on what you say about these guys just aren't fucking professional anyway. Like, right. even McGregor is talking about dude's wife. I mean, it's it's gotten very because so many fighters have seen the great success from doing fucking shit. Like even Chael, you could be like, that dude didn't have a fighting career, but he was fucking entertaining and you wanted to watch him every time he was. On. That's it. You don't have to win. But the other thing is, is like streets just because you. So throwing in, he talked <laughs> yeah. about my kid does let us, uh, you know, believe to be like, well, fuck him then. He talked about his kids. He should get his ass kicked no matter where he's. But if he had talked about his kids, you have been more inspired to beat the fuck out of him mm -hmm. making 90 grand. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. where was your inspiration, yeah. guy? The fucking weigh-in. Snatch him up. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I was also annoyed when they were promoting this as the biggest grudge match. You're like, dude, they didn't even fight at the weigh-ins. Get the fuck out of here. And if somebody, Floyd Mayweather had more If someone talks shit about your kids and you got the SOS smash on site, I like that. I never heard that before. You're not going to wear a fucking mask, put on the hoodie. You want them to know who the fuck you are. Absolutely. And and every time I've ever been in a fight or I've had to like go somewhere, not, not even really go somewhere, but catch a guy. I would always say a weed like fucking Bruce Willis head. I would be like, I'd be like, you're lucky if you come back alive. And then just stick. I'd never said that, but you know what I mean? Like something super cheesy. And <laughs> oh, it just in your out. head. I got all, all it is, is it's another thing to be like, hey, man, it's fucking it's me. I'm just letting you know it's me. You're not going to come in and wear a fucking name tag that says, hi, my name's. You got to give him something else that's like, oh, I know. <laughs> Whoops. I don't know what he said. It didn't make any mm -hmm. sense. But nonetheless, um, I mean, the man did a hit and run. It is funny that I, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, a guy that is now facing charges because of nil. so you're like ah, whatever uh but you know about the chael son and thought 11 guys all this shit <laughs> i mean i want to know what the end that is i want to know what kind of there is of that because that is more impressive to all covington shit is this beef is almost point and i do like khabib's boycott him because it's just giving clout to colby and i think the reality is to boycott this man beat his ass in the octagon you know what i mean like i am still a big fan isn't a good guy, say his persona's mm. not, but he fucking wins fights and nobody's beating him. So the guys that have beat him are top of the line. Go fight what Roy Jones? Just Kamaru boxing like an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. He's I don't know. they're talk they talk about Kamaru fighting some boxer. I can't remember who they're. Uh. You know damn well if uh, Covington wanted to fight Eagle FC, Khabib would fucking sign him right <laughs> up. <laughs> Boycott him. Oh, never mind. <laughs> if Kobe grew a, grew a beard without a mustache. Could be would bring him on because he fights on the ground. It's like that's our thing, guy. You already got it. Different haircut though. You need a better straight across haircut, Colby. Um, I think Khabib yeah, just wanted to make some news. He's oh, I'm, there's so much that, talk about Khabib, non fucking stop. That's what I was gonna say. There's more talk about him now than it was when he was a rising star. No one heard of the fucking guy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. They're gonna do the same thing with like Kamaru if he retires as champion. They're gonna do it with all the guys that are that don't get any clout while they're actually still a fighter. It's like you don't nap until the fights till the fight week. You know what I mean? Like when we talk about it here, it's the only time that I'm like, oh yeah, Kamaru is in 70 champ. I always forget because <laughs> he's not out there. He's not being promoted like that. It's not a, I don't know. Do whatever you want. But anyways, let's get into this fucking card, dude. Be 
I want to start out by saying, I think they had this uh, whole card in the O2 arena yes. to show off all, all the athletes and celebrities that Americans have never heard of. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, hey, look at this soccer player. You're like, I don't fuck. Who, that's a regular guy to me. I don't give a fuck about this man at all. <laughs> but uh, uh, I doubt there is much crossover between soccer and MMA. Um, because if I knew who Wayne Rooney uh, I certainly can't also know who Conor McGregor. I guess because they're both like European, you would know who Conor is. You wouldn't know like Luke Rockhold. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I got his soccer card. Is that even a thing? Do they make soccer cards? Can you collect soccer card baseball cards? <laughs> so man, you did very well. You were ten and two. Yeah, man. And I was very happy. That I'll give another shout out to Mindset Four Twenty Nine and Three. I was eight and four. I mean, pretty much everyone in the group did 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 well. Yeah, the first couple fights were the, the hard ones for a lot of it. It was the difficult part to get through. But let's do it. Dude, what right. do we got? I right, got a couple that I want to talk about, but let's, let's, I just want to look at this card, actually. All right. Molly McKinnon. Oh, also corny shit. When the, when the popular European fighters won, their teammates, who were also fighting on the card or just happened to be also popular European fighters, got on the cage with them. Corny, bro. We don't need to see that Darren Till's in your corner. It's fine. <laughs> He can just stand there. He doesn't have to get up on the fucking yeah. cage with you. What are we doing? Let's steal in a spotlight. All right. I, I didn't see or, it. Or showing him yeah, in, the, like, in the back. Oh, oh. Fucking, uh, there's Molly doing well. Let's see what, what Patty's reaction is. And they're showing him in the back while he's watching like a 24-inch TV oh. or something. <laughs> you just reminded me. You reminded me. Where's the, uh, the, the, the Greek gambling addict? Where's he? I don't know. Apparently, he's got his own podcast somewhere. Where did he go? <laughs> Why aren't they talking about the fucking statistics with the guy no more? What about that? Where'd he go, know. man? How funny is that? We talk so much <laughs> shit on that man, and he's gone. <laughs> he's fucking gone. I guess. <laughs> I think because we can't be the only. <laughs> we absolutely cannot have only ones that feel that that's fucking weird because you and I have a longevity within the sport and being fans, you know, where it's like we know what we've come to like and expect. And when you throw this fucking goofy R word <laughs> into the mix, you're like, I'm good, guy. Why don't you take your suit to the fucking horse track? We're fine. Our fucking percentages, buddy. Idiot. dude. I bet his wife probably took him off. He's like, you got to stop letting everybody know, Yanni. This <laughs> <laughs> shit just became legal. All right, so uh, let's see. I didn't poor McKenna win. What was that? It was a decision? Yeah, that was... Oh, no, she lost. Yeah, she lost. It was fucking terrible. It was uh, the the Elsie Reed lady basically out used her reach and outboxed her. And McKenna, she, she took her down a couple of times, but she only tried to take her down at the end of each round, really. And, uh, yeah, it was a split decision, but, I mean, I don't even think it should have been a split decision anyway. It, uh... These damn judges, I don't know where the fuck they get these judges from. 30-27 for McKenna, and then the other two are 29-28 for Reed. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man, uh, McKenna, I don't know what happened to her. We hadn't seen her in a long, and and since uh, almost two years since we had seen her. And she just, she didn't look like herself. She was just outboxed. What about this Jack Shore? Jack Shore, uh... I'll tell you what, I'll be honest. I, I think I came right into the car uh, at the beginning of Paul Craig and oh, Nikita wow. Krylov. So that was a, um, this Jack Shore, Shore fight was, uh, it was like strike for strike, man. Strike for strike. But, uh, Shore had a, a huge third round and, uh, knocked, uh, Timor down a couple times. 
they end up uh, getting a decision win. I think if tell me if I'm wrong, didn't Jack Shore win by decision? Uh, well, no, but I feel like he has had some pretty tough competition. Like these young, the young guys he's faced are up and coming guys. Where you're paying attention to him, you know. Yeah, his last fight was a hell. His last two fights were uh, decisions. The last fight was that uh, Ludovic Salone guy. That was okay. a uh, decision, and then Hunter Azar was a split decision. The fight before, so all three, this last three UFC fights uh, or dis- well, I think decisions. I think for us to see a proper, I mean, we've seen when a guy does that. And he is still successful. You don't ever want a split decision, you know, to argue for. But Asian is a dude who's basically won the fight every round. And Jack Shore has essentially done that. It means we've seen a lot of what he could. The thing is, is that what I, f- I feel like he's seeing in this organization to make him really pop is he's got to get a fin. Mm. He's got to come mm. in and he's got a risk. Otherwise, we're not. We're going to stop paying attention because we could give a fuck about any of its unanimous decision every time. Mm. No, nobody cares about you got to finish, buddy. But this is a good. This is a great. I think Timur is a a stockier, probably packs quite a punch. I think another guy that Mm -hmm. you keep watching, you know, he's got a lot of fights. And this guy, Jack Shore, much like Patty, they were like, hey, he wanted to pay attention to. But you got to say, finish, you got to risk. Also, we have the same hair. As I see, the the first fight was uh, Cody Durden getting choked out like less than a minute. I mean, it was a dude took him straight down, fucking choked him right out. Uh, Muhammad uh, Mock... Makov, <laughs> but that was the guy that uh you know he wanted to uh come in and make a statement because uh Durden was right. the guy that was like yeah sending his ass back to China, so yeah he uh took care of business. And Paul Craig, when are people gonna <laughs> learn? Do not stay on the ground with Paul Craig. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it at all. What is this? This dude. I would. I'll argue. Probably the most underrated. Underrated. I think Paul Craig is right in there with. I think he's right in there with uh, Glover Teixeira. This Paul Craig guy, he's a problem, and I and that's everywhere. He's a big dude. He's you know he's got reach, and his submission game is. I can't think of another two o five er that has that does. In any time in history, is there a two o five er you can think that had this submission? No, not in any point. Exactly. So. Paul Craig, dude, I, I liked it, but I was also super scared for him. I was like, oh, shit, Krylov's getting after it. Uh-oh, uh-oh, it's only a matter of time. And then there it was. He slipped. Well, now it's done. Yeah. I Good mean, luck. he basically, like, laid there and let him hammer fist away until he could get the, uh, the, the triangle choke on him. It was pretty well, wild. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking, man, dude, you might want to get up. That's Paul Craig. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, That's a guy uh, who probably didn't watch any tape. Yeah, I don't know. You think some of these camps would tell these guys, like, you know, hey, yeah. stay stay off the ground with them. You know, even if you knock them down, don't fucking jump on them. Yeah. Anyway, Mike Mike Grundy, he got uh choked out less than a minute and the kind of choke. Uh, Sergey pa- Pavlovich KO over Shamil. You know, this guy is a guy that was in uh, kind of out of the UFC. There was a lot of hype behind him. I can't wait. I mean, this is this is great for the division of uh, heavyweights. You know, Sergey can be more consistent. We we got a real contender, man. He's yeah, he's fifteen and one now. So. Absolutely. The highlight for me, though, was this Ilya Tapuria versus Jay Herbert, because I didn't pay much attention to Jay Herbert's first couple of times in the organization. Uh, he's a tall guy, good strikes, can stand. He's lots of pressure. And he was beating up. Yeah. Ilya. He beat him up the whole fight. And then night, night. <laughs> this, to me, was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, comeback in UFC history. Wow. Because Ilya was losing. 
He was oh, yeah. done. He was, I, there's not a person that was watching this, not even the fucking dumbass judges that was watching this that could have said Superior was winning in any degree, in any facet of the fight. He was losing that fight. And then he comes out, what do? Patty Pimblett. I mean, what are we doing? That's, that's got to happen. Go ahead. Yeah, that definitely. He's, he called him out, said uh, Patty's a bitch, all that stuff. Yeah. Hand sanitizer boy. But, uh, man, let's go ahead and talk about the Patty Pimblett fight. So Vargas, catch. I mean, basically, I wouldn't say. I mean, he didn't drop him, but he's he hit him a, a good couple of times. Had him on the ropes. The, basically, a replay of his last fight, his first fight in the UFC. Absolutely. It wasn't a. It wasn't an easy fucking win for him. So yeah, let's make that fight happen. And I will say, uh, Big John McCarthy. I don't know if you've seen this. He's kind of calling out the UFC. He said that. Patty Pimblett had more competition in LFA than, he, wow. than he's had in UFC. <laughs> so. I mean, that's huge. That's huge because John is the guy. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy who's at these fucking shittier <laughs> organizations doing just refing matches. And he's like, this guy was fighting dudes better. Than, I mean, why aren't those guys in the UFC? Though? The guys that Patty was beating, if they're better than the guys that are in the UFC, I'm a shit. I do want to say about Molly McCann, they were super hyped about the spinning fucking elbow that she mm-hmm. totally landed on accident. <laughs> that was not uh, something that she was uh, – it was more like, I guess I'll try, and it was there. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time we saw any female knock? It was cool, though. I'll give mm-hmm. her credit where she's got some heavy elbow. Gunnar Nelson, total domination. Yeah, it was gross. It was like watching a female fight. You know? There was zero <laughs> fucking action. And that's why, honestly, that's why I believe Gunnar never got over the hump to actually be a contender. It's because he's fucking boring. He's boring, dude. I would, you know, I would be a better Gunner fa- Nelson fan. He smiled one time, <laughs> you know, just fake it, brother. Just, you know what I mean? Like it's so he's fucking boring, dude. It was a boring fight. Easily the boring, the most boring fight on the card that I watched. Yeah. And I want to say this, cause this is the next fight. We got to get All to right. Arnold Allen. Okay. He fought Dan hooker. The guy's, he's not a big guy. Arnold's not a big guy he's in ridiculous shape. And he has a huge back. If you notice when he walked into the in the into the cage, massive back, super wide. And the way he throws his punches is, you know, Vanderlei Silva, where if he gets you, you know, if there's here's the clap, 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 there's 10 seconds left. You might want to back up. Um, but what I saw here was Bisbing saying one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen. Uh Bisbing actually said, while you know, Arnold's going for the finish, that he slipped because he was throwing punches so hard. You remember when Arnold mm. went down in the middle of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Hooker caught him. <laughs> Hooker caught him on his chin. You could see Arnold Allen's eyes roll in the back of his fucking head, dude. Huh. You remember when he's up against the yeah. cage, he's throwing a, all mm-hmm. that flurry, and Dan Hooker throws two punches. He kind of parries, throws two punches. He connected clean with Arnold, and Arnold's leg goes out. He puts his hand on the ground, remember? Mm-hmm. And he gets back up yeah. and starts going after Hooker. Bisbing is not good enough of a fucking commentator to say the correct shit or even be corrected by the other commentators. Why? How did you not see that his lights were going out? Dan caught him. To me, that was that it really just made me mad because just disrespecting Dan Hooker by saying he slipped because he was just punching so hard. Are we supposed to believe you because you have a fucking English accent? You're not <laughs> David Attenborough, guy. Pay attention to the fucking fights. And it's inexcusable. You could be like, oh, he's on one angle of the cage. That's not true because they have monitors in front mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, with the same view we have on television and replay. Exactly. You're telling me you didn't see it in the replay? It don't, when they showed the replay, they, sh- they showed it from behind. So you couldn't see Arnold's <laughs> face. But during the live action, Dan caught him. 
because I screamed, dude. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. And then I was like, okay, Dan isn't going to do it again. He didn't do it again. He didn't attempt to do it. And that's when it was just over. You're like, fuck. But Arnold Allen is a badass. He's, he's very yeah. good. I like both these guys in this fight, and I, I like both these guys in the world. And in their current rankings, you know, I, I will watch their fights as a matter what. It is hard to do a podcast about this and not only talk about, you know what I mean? Like Bisbing was a fight. You know what it's like in those flip, and you're going to say he's punching too hard. And then two dudes next to you who also might have been fighters as well, Paul, Fennel, <laughs> think you don't correct him and say, no, Arnold, no, I think Dan caught him. Why didn't anybody correct him? that dude? Get the fuck out of here. That just made me so, like I said, it just made me mad because of Dan Hooker. Because if you're slipped because he was throwing punches so hard and was just backing up against the cage, you're doing nothing. That's not the case. Dan's not that type of fighter. Sorry. <laughs> you good, like man. Hooker, man? I was what like, you swing, Dan, swing it up. But anyway, Did you yeah, see Arnold Allen look like a fucking, a is a badass, man. He's a fucking problem. Yeah. But you saw him, you saw Dan catch yeah, him, Yeah, right? you know, I didn't even pay attention to Bisping because there was a couple right. uh, cards ago when, Someone had a uh, a choke, and uh, he was like, oh, this is loose. He's getting out of that, and the fucking dude starts tapping like one second after he said it. It's like, Jesus, uh, man. You just got to wonder how they give these guys. Like, at this point, you might as well be in jail back after he fought those 11 dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think Bisping still has got brain damage from Dan Hardy. To, like, he only has one eye, too. So like, he's like, his eyes rolled in the back of his head. He's like, I uh, And then uh, man, Tom man. Aspinall. So Tom Aspinall, man, you think he's a uh, – where would you rank him in the heavyweights? I think it's him and Ngannou neck. Like, I think Tom Aspinall has the confidence. He has the to fight Ngannou at this point. And I think he has an opportunity to beat him, but it's not hmm. going to be an ex- hmm. I think Aspinall would go into that fight very well. His strategy to would be take him down. Take him down, steep Amy Ocha, and get that belt. Because otherwise he would just kept standing with Right, he would have kept with him, but he was fighting with a strategy, far with his own arms. Like that's how strong the kid is. <laughs> Impressive as I like the dude. Like I said I don't. I also don't believe that Tom Aspinall got into second. Wow. I don't think that where he he. I think he was in first gear. Hmm. I'm. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. second gear. Hey, like uh, Khalil Roundtree. He never got to that. Oh, Tom. I, <laughs> I like to see him against uh, like maybe Ty Tabasa next. That's what he said. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, great. I like that. Interesting. I like it because it's gonna is going to be excited. It's in there and, and throw punches with him. Whereas in Gano, he they will tell him down. His coaches will tell him take him down. You got. We're gonna be training. Taking him down this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like strategy. <clears throat> because I just watched Jackass Four, and Francis uh, gives a uh, Aaron McGahey in a uh, cup. They're test a cup, and let's just say. And Ghana definitely has the hardest in <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to take it in a dick, especially. Nah, oh yeah, God, yeah, man. yeah. I've seen that's on uh, Paramount Plus or whatever. Yeah, buddy. Totally worth it. I mean, even just for the nostalgia effect. And yeah. Bam Margera actually does show up at Word. <laughs> okay. Oh, and Johnny Knoxville definitely gets like huh. concussed. He gets concussed multiple times. Fuck it. Let's go off the rails that. a little bit. <laughs> so if you have Paramount Plus, uh, We've been watching that uh, Mayor of Kingstown. We just binged that. We just I finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good, man. Pretty... I'm about like... to drop Netflix. Anyways, I'm opening up <laughs> Netflix. It's dead. They put on another special from a comedian. Then <laughs> that's just a shot for no- for anybody who 
the next special that comes out, it's like, oh, sorry, I don't know. It's Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's yeah, get into this card. All right. And, and this card is uh, being held at, in Columbus, Ohio, to Nationwide Center. So a 20,000-seat arena, just like the O2, but here back here in the States. But uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 63. Uh, it starts off featherweight bout. Luis Sedonio versus Bruno uh, Souza. Uh, man, this Souza guy is only 26, and uh, he's only lost one fight. I mean, well, he lost his last fight and uh, his first ever fight. His only two losses. He's 10 and two, and he's he's only got three finishes in his whole career to be 10 and two. So he's uh, a lot of decisions there. Luis Sedonia, nine knockouts, five submissions. He's won five of the last six. Uh, I think. He's got the worst record, but he's more of an exciting fighter than uh, than boring Souza. So yeah, I'm going to him, man. He takes some risk. Maybe he'll come out swinging. That's that's exactly what I think. I mean, we've basically seen that every time we've seen a guy. He's a fun fighter to watch, and sometimes your record shows it. Look at. Uh, but next up, we got <laughs> Aliashkab. Uh, Kurz just so many extra legs. Okay, we got Dan versus Brian. <laughs> like, can it just be that easy? I mean, there's a European guy named Paul Craig. We got this fucking guy who's Russian. He's like, I don't know. His parents just wrote down some... God damn it. I want to keep trying it, though. Aliaska. Ali- There's, like, the K is... Aliaska. What do you got? Did you practice it? <laughs> I did yesterday. Aliaska Kazriv. I don't know. Anyway, Dennis. Tyler. sounded Lund. like... A- uh, yeah, man. I'm going with that Russian guy. <laughs> it's fucking... Yeah, 98%. percent dude. Holy hell. Yeah, this is his UFC debut. He's 13-0. and 0, And, uh, yeah, man, he's coming off a uh, 52nd rear naked choke win. And, uh, actually, the other guy, that this uh, Dennis guy, is, is UFC debut, too. He's 10-5. Eight knockout wins. He's won four of his last five. Yeah, I went the other way. I went with the Russian, man, the undefeated Russian. See your name's here? <laughs> oh, Mateus Nikolau. David Dvorak. Uh, all right, so Nikolau, he's won his last four. Um, both his losses, well, he's 17-3. and three. So This is where Sherdog, I think ESPN throws in like there's a amateur fight every once in a while because Sherdog shows him 17-2, and two, and both of his losses on Sherdog, knockout losses. But uh, Dvorak, he's 20-3. Man, some of these fights, so a lot of these are mismatches. I mean, just look, 80% of the people picked him. And I went with him. He's got 16 wins in a row, man. Eight knockouts, eight, eight submissions. The last time he lost the fight was in 2012, and that's because it was stopped because he had a cut. So yeah, I'm going with I'm going with that guy. He's wait, which guy? I'm going with David Devore. Okay. Yeah, 16 in a row. Fuck, dude. <laughs> that's too many to go against anyway. Yeah, I'm going him. Uh, next up though, we got Chris Gutierrez. Uh, you got it, but t- man. It's been like Bat Gerald Donna. Donna. All right. Yeah, I, I went with him. I went with the oh, Donna. Okay. Donna. You went to Mongolian. He does have finishes in his last seven wins. Ten and two, six knockouts, two submissions. Only only two of his wins have gone to a, a decision. The um I but I went with Gutierrez, Chris Gutierrez. And I this this should be a really good fight. I'm looking forward to this fight. Gutierrez, his last loss was in 2018 and was to Ronnie. A Barcelo, so yeah, man, he's a he's a tough individual himself. This should be a banger right here. 
I say that and it, watch it be a snooze fest. But uh, next we got the uh, women's bantamweight bout. Sarah McMahon, 41 years old. She's lost three of her last four. And uh, her last non-decision win was in 2017. She's going against the 27-year-old Carla Rosa. Uh, four knockouts, two submissions, nine decision wins. She's won six in a row. I went with Carla Rosa. Right, and, I'm going to go the other way, man. Okay. If Sarah McMahon loses this fight, this may be her last fight. I'd I just want to so. throw that out there. we got some sort of veterans in this next one. Uh, Neil Magny is obviously going to tower over Max Griffin. Uh, 25 and 9 for Neil Magny. What a record. Griffin, 82% though, takes Neil Magny on the ES. Pick the fights with us. You can find us on Instagram, the Judges Pod. You can find us on L. And uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. That's all we need. Hey, rate and review. <laughs> rate and review on Spotify now. Do it on Spotify as well as mm-hmm. Apple. I don't know. Listen, do you know what's that say? Where they listen from? Uh, Apple mostly. Yeah, rate and My review, teams. you asshole. Stop just listening on work. Help the show get more <laughs> listeners. Creepy that you're listening to it. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Neil Magny just because I think he's more Max. I think if it goes to the ground, he'll be all right. And that record makes you kind of upset in this guy at the top of the division. Mm. He's fought stiff competition, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I went the same way, man. Eighty-three uh, percent of people, like I said, the um, or eighty-two percent. This guy, he's got the four-inch height advantage. You said he was gonna tower over Max Griffin, and he's won four of his last five. Seven knockouts, three submission, 15 decisions. I think he'll win by decision. Uh, Griffin, he has won his last three. He's looked pretty impressive his last three fights, but he had lost four of his last five before this this little streak he's got going on. Yeah. And uh, he's got seven decision wins too. Like half of his wins are decisions. So I'm going Magni via decision. So I just want to point out that ESPN had listed a fight, uh, David Onama, on Monday night, they had it on here versus a, an opponent to be announced. The opponent to be announced uh, got 3%. 3% of the people picked him to win, which is more That's than it. I can say for uh, Dennis uh, Toulon, who, who uh, had 2%, the, the guy going against that Russian guy earlier in the card. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is it seems like it'd be more com- it seems like it'd be more common for them to be opponents in Europe or Russia. It's like we got all the Russian fighters. They'll be somebody to fight. But they are going to Ohio, so it's sort of the same thing. We could just pick up a guy on this whole fight. Just a dude biting a lifestyle outside the fucking Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in there. He's in shape. Uh, next is <laughs> fucking the female fight. Uh, Jennifer Maya, and she's fighting this uh, Manon Farrat. All right, this Farrat lady, all right, she's got a three-inch uh, height advantage in this fight. And I went her way. She has looked fantastic in her, her last few fights. I mean, she's, she's like coming out with a flurry. She's the only one to get in the division. <laughs> I'm telling you, as far as female fighters are concerned, of the female fighters, this is a one to watch for. And I hope she puts Jennifer Maya away because this she's is a good, good test against a uh, vet for. Jennifer has boring. She's not worth watching. They keep pushing her really high on the cards, too. They're right. Any relation to the submission specialist? You're like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this next matchup because versus uh, Vyashlev. Borsche, Borsche, sure. Uh, he's six <laughs> and one. Not a lot of professional fight amateur record, but Dia Casey has uh, fought many of the top in the division. He's this this double switch kick or some shit like that oh. when he jumps. Yeah, very, very. Not many, not many martial arts, I would imagine. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, how are you gonna pull that? Because I think this will be a stand up match. I'm definitely going with Vyashlev. Uh, Man, I went that way too. Even though the guy's only got seven 
um, yeah. MMA fights. I went the same way you did. The guy's a kickboxer. He's uh, six and one. His only loss was a split decision. And uh, yeah, he beat Dakota Bush with that punch to the to the fucking body. And that was that was it. He was done. So yeah, I went his way, man. Would be this would be very interesting. This fight here uh, mm-hmm. against Mark Mark. His last non-decision win, 2017, and he's lost five of his last seven. The guy's only 28. He seems like um, he seems like he's been around forever. He's he's much like an island where it's like he came in, he had a span of time, or didn't fight high enough on his performance. Performance was lackluster, and he didn't. But he has been around. For, he's been around for so long, and it's one of these guys that had a great record coming in and make a difference. And speaking but, uh, of being around forever, yeah, this next fight, heavyweight bout. Uh, Alir Latifi, uh, Alexia, uh, Olinic. All right, so Olinic, man, he's 44. The guy, 59, 16, and 1. <laughs> I mean, you know, this guy, I remember, like, I wouldn't say, um, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. This, this, this was a badass. This, this guy was, but lately, man, he's lost three straight. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's been knocked out. Nine times, nine times. So, yeah, I've man. Heard it it's, it's not like this. A Lear guy is fantastic. He's lost three of his last four. He's thirty-eight. These guys are in a race to get to get cut. I, you know, it's hard to cut this uh, Alexei because he's been around so long, and, and he's always he's he's very strong. We know he's got power, but man, I I, I still went with him. I fucking went with him. This yeah. this uh. Latifi guy, he beat Tanner Bowser in his last fight via split decision. He's 5'10", so we have a, a height advantage, uh, 6'2", uh, Alexei. What do you say, man? Where, where did you go with this? Well, that's the same thing I was going with Latifi. Like, the, the guy's got power. He, <coughs> excuse me. He's been literally at heavyweight. This isn't his – I don't know if his body, much like a yo allow him to drop anymore. So – Physically, cardiovascular, you know, his cardiovascular will work better as in as a heavyweight, but at the same Olenek's 95th fight. <laughs> what, do you, what do you have? What, that's the, you know, and that's what I, you all, it's, it's literally a coin toss with this heavyweight division if so, that be his night. The thing is, is he's a starter. And if a guy can get off enough punches to the down, mm-hmm. it might not even just be because he's, he's like, I'm in, I'm 40. <laughs> like I have to sit down now. That's too many punches. To... Uh, and I, but I do like this. I think Olenek, great match. This is a fight that could go three rounds. I'm gonna make this next one so much more. Okay, because I, I kind of hate Matt Brown, but I love him. Does that make sense? I can't stand him, but I like him a lot. Sense. <laughs> you know, that, the guy just looks like it's an like... asshole. If you think in your mind of a picture of an asshole, it's this guy Matt Brown. You're looking right oh, at he him. Looks like the guy, uh, the father of one. He'd never let you stay the night. You know what I mean? He's like, he, he never speak to you when he came over. He played basketball or throw the foot. He existed. You're like, I definitely wouldn't have a friend because his dad's terrible. I mean, he's only 5'11". He's thin. His face makes you terrified. But I, Matt Brown has had some of the impressive finishes in his career. He's had some of the most impressive history. And Brian Barberina is the guy who's going to come for you punches. And, and this is going to do it. I mean, look, 63% to 37 well, no name. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. also... They've seen his spin, his elbow, dude, with everything but his hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you, really put, when you look at his highlight, we're not from the fit. <laughs> or anything. It could have been his, I'll say that. But also, is it luck? Good at it. 
I guess we'll see, because Barbarina's going to come, dude, hungry. He probably wants him, and uh, he knows Matt Brown wants to die. <laughs> Man, it's hard to go against these veterans. So, yeah, I went with Matt Brown. I went with Matt Brown also, man. He's, uh, he looked really good in his last fight. That was against Diego Lama. And, but the guy, he's 41. He's been in the UFC since 2008. But he's always gritty and dangerous. If you play his game, he's going to have you on the ground. So you got to go in there looking to take him out quickly. Uh, Brian Barberino, he's 7-6 and six in the UFC. He's really fucking streaky. Win a fight, lose a fight. Win a fight, lose a fight. But, uh, yeah, he's got 10 knockout wins. But, yeah, man, I went with Matt Brown. I think maybe uh, slips a punch, takes him down. Okay, so uh, let me say this. Matt Brown has a similar record to one of – he has a similar fight style to one. But I guarantee you this. Look at their octagon. T- look who has spent more t- Matt Brown or Nate Diaz. Guys. I mean, what was his last – what was it, Carlos Condon? He – what did he – was it a – it was, Diego. Oh. He was what? No, oh, yeah, I, I know he fought uh, Diego Lama. And... Yeah, that guy's he's gone too. They they. I told you about them cutting uh, Sabana, and they brought her right back. Fucking resigned her. <laughs> fucking you have no one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Diego Lama, man, he, uh, he knocked him out in the second round. That Condon actually was before that. It was uh, he lost that via decision. Well, this next one is even. I'm happy about the next one. Okay? Because both these guys oh, are the yes. same thing. They're little guys. They're looking to take heads off. I don't think any... Maybe you'll get a takedown. So. But it is Oscar. Oscarov is uh, Kai Carr of France. Nine for Kai. 14-0. Okay. This guy, he was one of the two. Once, right before the, the you know, Russian pop, you know. And it was because, much like a Matt Brown, this Oscar dude is... He's he he's a better version of Artem Lobo. Oh oh, like Artem, I hate you know Artem Lobo. <laughs> I can't stand that fucking he's guy. He's an actual good fighter. They have a similar style. They just come forward. They they have no emotion, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's interesting. But dude, this is a hard one for me to pick. What do you think, Oscar fella? I went with the Oscar think, guy. The um, but man, it was a tough. It was a tough decision. This is going to be one of a fight. Uh, France. His last fight was that knockout. The first round knockout win over Garbrandt. Okay, that's. But, I was one in his recent fights. I remember the Garbrandt thing. No, mm-hmm. so I, this is tough. It is, and, and is is he that good? Is Garbrandt just developed a? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, oh, that's so many questions. Everyone's wow. knocking him out in the first round. But I, I like both, and much like several of the fights that end up being in the men's. But I'm gonna, I'm just for the sake of the fun. It's, okay, it could happen. the The thing with the Ascar is, is that uh, you know, he's undefeated. He does have one draw. That's against Brandon Moreno. So that was a okay. that was a split draw. I mean that's so that was back I mean, uh, two thousand nineteen. Man, I mean that gets guy gets a couple more wins. He's looking good. He's got he just gotta keep fighting, you know, between be more consistent and people uh, uh it's kind of a big fight, I guess, you know, in the women's division versus Vince McMahon. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ladies though, get it? Uh it's Joanne Wood uh versus Alex thirteen and three for Alexa Grazo. 90%. Why do you think? I think because she just came off the uh, win over Macy Barber. That's what I think. And, and Joanne Woods, she's been in there so long, but I mean, she's lost three of her, her last four. She's going to find employment somewhere else. Well, she did just marry her, her coach, the guy that has the tribal sleeve. Great. He, he's a big, big time name. That's his wife. Oh, so, like, so if he was to yell at her in the corner, everyone's going to throw a fit. 
Well, yeah, it's like uh, Pat Barry and Rose. I'll make her a champion. Like, wrong, wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Grazo. Yeah, I went. I went her way too. Just because she's coming off that damn win over Macy Barber, I really respect Macy Barber. Um, Joanne Wood lost three of the last four, like. Yeah. But man, the heavyweight bout here: Curtis Blades, Chris Dawkins. Dude, it's a setup. It's, it's a, setup. a setup, is it? It's a setup. It's a setup because of Dawkins lost because he lost. I'm gonna tell you what. It's the a- first time since we've been doing this show, I haven't picked anyone. I'm gonna wait. And go okay. over this right here, live. I, I do that every show, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I've I never really liked Curtis. He's fucking boring. Um, he's not boring uh, to watch the first couple rounds because there's always the risk because everyone's fresh. Uh, he's had some fun finish. He's just not a guy where even give a fuck. He was to win the belt or fight for the belt. Or wear a shiny belt that's not even a championship about him. Uh, and this is Dawkus's, I believe, fight to... And I think it's a knockout. I'm going Dawkus. Wow, okay. Yeah, both of these guys have uh, been knocked out by Derek Lewis very recently. <laughs> so, But, uh, yeah, Blades, man, he, he's got ten knockout wins. Five decision wins. He's been knocked out three times. But yeah. Dawkins, he's been knocked out three times. Submitted once. He's got the four losses. They're all finishes. But all his wins except one knockout win. Knockout wins. So, yeah, man. Uh, oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, you know what? You go in with Dawkins. I'm going to go ahead and go with Blade. Just to take over here. I'm going to write it down right now. And the crazy thing, I was thinking someone's getting knocked out. So I went ahead and I put down... 38 strikes for the main event without even picking whoever's going to who's going to win. Go 39. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, uh So th- I just want to add this too. I feel like something that we haven't seen from uh Chris Dalterum as a UFC fighter is his ground game. And I'm curious about this due to the fact because that motherfucker's talent. He's very very good at the ground yes. shit. So I wonder this does go to the ground, and I assume at some point it will. They're both going to get punched. And Curtis does Chris is he more well rounded than we? And he was get because that's the thing along and how we have it's some of these fighters that come in and like even a Justin Gage, the guy that kind of comes to mind, like, he's one of the best rest in the UFC. But because he knocks dude, he's more popular. Had he came in and started to be coached correctly, like thing you're the best at, take him down. Put him on his back, finish him there. Instead, he's like, wait, knock that guy 10 seconds. Whatever the fuck it is. Something switched. And now that's what happened to Dawkins of just multiple knockouts. Mm-hmm. Kind of fall to that and know that that's your thing. But isn't the confidence from the fact that you're not worried about the takedown? Yeah, I mean, not I like know. Derek Lewis is going to try to take him down. But, you know, I would have went with Dawkins in this fight. But that, it just, I was so upset in his last fight against Derek Lewis when. He just backed right up against the cage and fucking let him knock him out. I mean, everyone should know. I mean, any observer that's seen Derek Lewis fight would know the man's going to come at you very slowly, walk towards you, and start punching. You can't just back up against the cage and get stuck there. So, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, and like you said with the submissions thing with uh, Chris Dawkins, it would be nice to see some highlights of these guys. And so, hey, this... 
maybe some behind the scenes. Hey, he's been working on a submission game. He's been doing this. He's been doing that. Instead of, hey, he's a fucking cop. Yeah, he's on the police force. Blah, blah, blah. So. It's like, what part of that is supposed to be? Not the, not, I don't <laughs> give a shit. He could have been a fucking bartender for all like, Why tell us? It doesn't matter to me at all. Not one part of that is like, I'm going to root for the other. It doesn't fucking matter. It almost makes you more embarrassed. Like, who gives a shit, you know? Who cares? Um, but I also feel like as far as to have that now, they both sort of are going to do it. And it's going to take the one who does the thing. So it could be a knockout from Dawkins. I'm very – I like this match. Uh, it says a lot about this division. Uh, shout out again to Sergey Studis. I can't wait to see him fighting some of these guys. Uh, true. This, that, yeah. that was an awesome performance. We're call heavy. I'm like, all right. We talked about him, and we were like, yeah, he does shit. And you're like – that's what you like to see. That, that, like, Krylov was kind of the way, but Paul Craig asked. Shout out again to Paul. <laughs> Hell yeah, guys. Come pick the fights with us. Mm-hmm. Play with us. Right. Too much as his name. Like, you couldn't <laughs> even read it. <laughs> like, it was all see something, son. I don't watch yeah. fights. And, uh, you know, whatever it was. It was like, you know, put, uh, put uh, you know, just stick with the thing. Don't need it. Like, you're trying to be cute. <laughs> cute. Last thing we enjoy is being. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. So we're out, man. Uh,